<coughs> Praise God. I'd just like to read uh, some verses from John. John chapter 10. Uh, just the first 11 verses of John chapter 10. Jesus the Good Shepherd. Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things that he spoke of them. <laughs> then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Uh, I'd just like to turn to verse 9 to consider uh, one or two thoughts tonight. Um, and it's the significance of a door. What do you, when you think of a door, what comes to your mind? Well, it speaks to me of entrance, basically. You know, by the door you enter in. Not through a window, but through the door, you know, the door's locked, maybe, but yeah, <laughs> in through the door. So the first thing there is, it speaks of entrance. Now for us, right, for us and the way we see it, where door's concerned, it is simply this, to lock the unwanted out and to let the wanted in, right? So the door can be shut to those you don't want in, open, to those you're welcome. And you see, Jesus is illustrating this. He is, the door is open to all, irrespective of situation, whatever. He is the door, he said. By me, he said. By me, you'll enter in. Thank God we've entered in to him tonight. And we won through the door. Door of salvation had opened up glorious opportunities for us. It also speaks of safety, because when you've shut the door, you're relatively safe inside. So they are the two things that sprang to mind. And in Jesus here we see the way of salvation. So tonight for a short while, I just want to bring out ten aspects from verse 9. 
concerning the way of salvation. And the first one we see is this, that it's an entrance for all, all aspects, all can come in. Verse 1 then is this, sorry, 1, the first is this, it is positive. It is positive in that Jesus said, I am, me, I am. And that's the positiveness of the gospel, how sure it is that he is the way. Now we know that I am is the personal name of God. He revealed himself in the Old Testament by that to his people. And he also revealed himself in Revelation in the Old Testament as the Almighty, the Eternal, the Great God, Creator of all things. And, and this was the principle. And so you see what happens here in the New Testament. We have the completeness. We have the fullness. We have Jesus in deity, God's Son, second person we know of the Trinity. In the Godhead, he becomes humanity. Deity itself becomes human, like us, identified everywhere, born into the world, just like us. That's the love of God towards us, that his son came. God's own son, sinless saviour, to save a sinful humanity. And he did, and he has, and praise God he saved us when we responded to him. And he rose as he died on the cross and rose again, given new life. What a privilege it is. What a delight to have new life in and through him. And it's to all who believe. So really tonight, although we know the Lord, this to me was a gospel message because I feel it's right to do this and present again and remind ourselves just what the good news means to us. What it's done for us. What it's doing for us. It's a continuous working of God's Holy Spirit in our experience. Now, that was the first thing. It's positive, I am. But it's also plain as well, because he says, I am the door. Notice the door. We've looked at it, the way in. He is the way in. The third thing is this. It is imperative. It is important. Why? He says, I am the door. By me, you enter in. It's imperative that you do. Your decision, our decision, <clears throat> when we decided to follow Christ, determined our destiny. It meant that we, in him, have a future. All those in Christ have a hope. They have a sure hope of, uh, of a home to be with him. And you know, I put a little footnote in here because don't believe what others say. Isn't there so many voices today? Sadly, even in the church. Put all, all manner of things across. Take the word of God the way it shouldn't be. Do all of this. We've got to be careful. You haven't got to listen to what others say. Jesus is the absolute authority. He said, I am. I am the way. And there's no other way. So we've got to guard against. Guard against the falsity of, of, of sadly even in the church. 
And, and you know, it's, it's a sad reflection on this. But you see, we haven't got to listen, which we'll come on to later with the sheep. You haven't got to listen to any voice but his. Listen to that voice, a still small <coughs> voice of call, in anxiety when you need him most. Even at times when you don't, he's there with you all the time. That's all the encouragement. It's like all in with entering in. You know, <clears throat> when you think, when you enter in that door in salvation, you're saved. It opens up, this, this, it opens up a mass, you know what I mean? It takes you through your Christian experience into every facet aspect. It's a great way, but you've got to go in the door. Once you're in the door, it opens everything up. Now, Jesus said, No man can come to the Father but by me. He is the only way. He is the only way. And then you see, fourthly, is this it's optional. I am the door by me, if, notice that, if, if. So that means simply this, the gospel requires choice. We say yes, we say no. It's our decision what we're going to do. Thank God when we chose him, that's the right thing to do. We know that, that's our experience. But it does mean choice and it's also, you know, in our Christian experiences and development and living, the, the choices that we make are so important to how we see things and how Christ can work through us and for us towards others. And it's how we see others as well. And how we choose to be and do what we want to do must always be in the light of the word of God must always be in line with the Holy Spirit, must always be in line with what Jesus has to say, listening to him. You know, listening to him, how precious that moment is. You know, our moments when you just have that quiet time, when he's speaking to you when you're listening. So, you know, that's so important. Salvation is God's free gift. Thank God for that. Was sang that mercy there was great and grace was free, absolutely free. Nothing to pay. Jesus paid it all and he paid it all in full when he died on the cross. Sinless Saviour for sinners like us. Saved now through grace, entering in, we're entered in. Thank God for the door that we entered in. For he is the way in. And it's a continuous experience. Then we see this, fifthly. It is impartial. I am the door by me if any man, anyone. It's impartial. It's open to all. <clears throat> the gospel is open to all, everyone. That's the principle throughout Scripture. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And in the Old Testament, the principle was this 
let any man come. See, God's people in the wilderness, there was the tabernacle that brought the offering and sacrifice, but it was willing. They had to bring it themselves. God said, this is what you do, and they willingly came. But it was given to all, and it was a way in uh, through sacrifice. Um, let any man open to all. But thank God, you see, that's all gone. That's all been done away with. Because now in Christ, we enter in, you see. Isn't that marvellous? Because he said himself, I come, verse 10. I come that they may have life in all its fullness. Mm. Eternal life, everlasting life, life that goes on. Thank God there was that time in the old dispensation when they would come to God, wait for the sacrifice to be accepted, and then now he is our sacrifice. We just come to him. He paid it all, as I said, on the cross. That was the greatest sacrifice of all. But it is a principle, you see. Let any man, it's impartial, it's open, as I said, to all. And then six, the sixth thing is this. It is practical. It's practical in this that we enter in. You see, we enter in. I've already touched on that. It is saving. And the eighth thing, thank God, it is certain. It is certain. Jesus said, he shall, you see, he shall be saved. Notice that, how important that is. He shall be, definite, be saved. So you enter in, you see, make that decision. And you're saved and we have. Thank God for that. What a privileged position we are in. It's a positive. It's, God, it's God's word that stands eternally sure. It is eternally sure. Secure. Positive. Shall be saved. And then the ninth thing is this. Thank God it is accessible. It's accessible. In that, Jesus said, shall go in and come out. So the verse now is beginning, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out. That's a lovely thought, you know, to think about. Why? Because there's free course between in and out. All of the time in your Christian experience. In and out. But with him, wherever we are, whether we're in or in our situations out, he's with us all the time. He is always accessible. Is he not? Any time and every time we can call upon him. And he's there and he answers prayer. Because he's our God, he's our saviour, and he's there, he's accessible. But think about, just take that word for a while, just, just think about it. Any time, anywhere, any place, accessible. There was, we were sang at the veil, in the old dispensation, the veil separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place. But in Christ, the veil was rent in his direct access, you see. And it's a marvellous thing. We have direct access to the throne of God. 
What a privileged position we're in. Sadly, too many Christians don't take the opportunity that they should. So let's grasp every opportunity that God gives us to be accessible as we approach him. And then the tenth thing is this. It's provisional. For God provides. What does he say? And find pasture. Because he's really talking about the sheep, you see. But he's relating himself to the door. Because they didn't understand at first what he was saying. But now he had to expand and expound his thinking to bring it out more positively. In that I am the door. You see, and he is, and thank God for that. Now, when you think of the word pasture, that can be relevant to our experience in every situation that we find ourselves in. Because pasture for sheep is food. Our food, we know, is the word of God. The spiritual food that we need to feed us is so important to realise this. So just in conclusion, you see, Jesus said, I'm more or less finishing with the beginning, if you like, of what I read. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. In other words, the door of the sheepfold. The thing is, in Bible times, as we know, there was never a gate on the fold. Why? Because the shepherd was the gate. When the sheep were in, he would lie in the gate. No one would get in, the sheep couldn't get out. So he protected the sheep. And he himself, when Jesus said, I am the gate, the people would know that what he meant. They would know what the shepherd did. What he's saying is, in other words, I'm your protection in that respect, which he is. And it's, you know, every aspect of our spiritual blessings are found here. We think about it, just expand that. That, that, that them thoughts of, of, of pasture feeding on the word of God in our spiritual experience and our development, it's all found in him. And I've just wrote in conclusion, all the praise goes to Jesus. Amen. Amen.